The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. This is Brandon Kelly, the host of Blue Wire's new podcast, Golden Goal. Messi takes everybody on. Messi has got it! From Lionel Messi to Marta to Pele, our show takes a deep dive into soccer superstars. From Zlatan Ibrahimovic's brash confidence with the play to back it up, to Megan Rapinoe's heroic outspokenness and World Cup flair. Each episode examines a personality of the world's game. We'll dig into Maradona's Hand of God performance and subsequent downfall. The teenage trio at Dortmund that signaled the next generation of superstars. And that infamous headbutt that slung Zinedine Zidane from glory. Golden Goal, soccer stars and the moments that made them. Premiering this summer on Blue Wire. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, BronxPinstripes.com proudly brings to you the most exciting Yankees podcast in the world. George's Box. Welcome back to George's Box. I'm JJ. I'm Nick. And it's a good day to be a Yankee fan. Did that sound believable? Yeah, absolutely. That did? I think it's a good day. You think every day is a good day where there's a possibility of baseball. So here's the way I say we do this, right? There's a lot of Yankee-specific news going on. There's a lot of baseball-specific news. I will say at the beginning of this show that I think we do not have a baseball season. You believe that we're going to have all 60 games, and we can debate that later in the show. We can ha- hash that all out, but let's just start, let's start talking about it. So the Yankees are, we're recording this Tuesday, 5.30. You're listening this Wednesday, hopefully. On Friday, the New York Yankees are going to uh, open summer camp, provide, uh, sponsored by Camping World USA or whatever the hell their name is. Um, And it was announced today that there's going to be a secondary camp. Everyone can have kind of like two camps and they're going to use the rail riders uh, facilities in Scranton or Moosick, whatever it is, PA and uh, not the public parks across the street. 
<laughs> like oh. we had discussed. I was on a call yesterday with Scott and Andrew, and Andrew was like, can you believe Scott thinks that we're going to do – like, it wasn't a podcast. It's just us talking. And he was like, can you believe that Scott thinks they're just going to use the park? And I, I said the AstroTurf on top of the garage, and uh, some people thought it was a good idea. But I guess I, – I, I think what we're learning is that the idea of these two camps, there's not going to be a lot of back and forth. No, and when you looked at it, you figured, okay, Trenton or Moosick, Scranton, whatever it is. So you Staten always Island. figured one of those two. Yeah, yeah. Although that could be, that could be a little trickier. I mean, with Moosick, you got more space. It's a little bit more out in the open in Scranton. So with all the quarantine stuff, that kind of makes more sense than a concentrated area like Staten Island or Trenton. I'd almost rather have the main guys in Scranton. There's less going on. You know? Yeah, right. Less chance to get infected with something. Yeah. Get these guys out to Scranton. Let the bums stay in the Bronx. I also thought they could have used like Fordham University um, or, uh, you know, maybe Columbia, some kind of facility like that. But uh, I guess that ju- it just shows us like there's not going to be a lot of back and forth. Things kick off on Friday. I, we don't know what kind of coverage there's going to be. We don't know what media access there's going to be um, in order, you know, because we're used to right now is when we've got um, you know Brian Coke out there in a short sleeve button down shirt sweating through it waiting outside a parking lot as Meredith waves as she goes in cuz she's allowed in like that's what happens right now yeah, and I'm just kind of brainstorming, and I wonder if they just let those reporters in kind of like a fan would around the ticket gates and let them sit in the moat or just sit in the stand somewhere and take videos as opposed to, obviously, I don't think they'll be on the field with them or anything, but hopefully they let them in, let them sit in the seats so that we get some sort of content coming out from the Bronx. Yeah, and I still think, like, yes, should. I mean, I get maybe not day one, but should be like, hey, we just got, like, five hours of, you know, batting practice. You know, they people do. are so starved for content. I mean, they'll watch it. Yes, you will. <laughs> and by people, yes, I mean yeah. Um, whenever I think of an idea, I actually I just think of like would would Nick like this? It's a good way to think. You're the common fan. Um, so with that, knowing that this is coming, we we've got some news. Brian Cashman had a uh, conference call today uh, to provide some updates. Uh, updates are Paxson, good to go. Seems like everything, like as if spring training was just starting and everything's fine, which is awesome. Hicks, they believe it's good to go. He should be good to go. There's not, there's no concern, but they're not a hundred percent guaranteeing opening day. But he should be, and I think you coming, can never guarantee it with Hicks. Yeah, in general, but yeah, coming off Tommy John, I think you know we probably he probably ends up being fine. Aaron Judge looks to be good to go. They don't know 100%. It's one of those things where, like, Cashman's like, I don't know. Like, I, I haven't really seen him, but he should be good to go. Um, so those three, that's good news. How do you feel about those guys, Nick? I feel great. And with Judge, that's the best answer that you're going to get from Cashman. He's never going to go out and say Aaron Judge will absolutely 100% be ready for opening day. For Cashman to say that he's optimistic, that's good enough for me because you know they're always super conservative with those those Cashman updates. Yeah. So I think that the Judge thing is good because if it wasn't and he wasn't ready, I mean, we've talked about it a bunch of times. Like We're close to the point where the fan base turns on him. Yeah, it was more relief than excitement, I think. Yeah. 
And it's, you know, just stay healthy and get out there and give me, give me 55 games. Exactly. We've talked a bunch of times, how does this 60-game season affect us personally as Yankee fans? And with Judge and Stanton, they've kind of showed that it's hard for them to stay healthy over 162. So hopefully they can stay healthy over 60. And if they can't stay healthy over 60, we got much bigger problems long term. So, and I'm going to treat all of the you know, first half of this podcast as if I believe that we're playing 60 games in playoffs. So um, some news that isn't making people happy is that they're saying Stanton should be ready for opening day to DH, but not necessarily the outfield. And I think that has upset a lot of people because we just, you know, hey, you've been off, just be ready to go. I think that is the conservativeness that you just talked about in saying that it's not that he has an injury. They're not saying his calf is still bothering him. They're saying he missed so much time before and he hasn't been getting the outfield work that he would normally be getting. They may start him off DHing and work him into an outfield role because you just don't want to in a in this sprint you can't have him tweak something because he's his body's not fully ready and it's very easy for us to say well how's your body not fully ready how come you're not doing yoga or whatever it is during this but like we don't know what anyone's training situation really is so if he's just DHing for a couple games then you know he's in the outfield judge gets a DH day like I'm fine with that I'd be fine with the two of them just going back and forth every day me too. And when we acquired Stanton, the idea was that he'd play some DH, some outfield. I think we're getting to a point where we're very close to just being like, all right, full-time DH. It's almost not even worth it, especially over the 60-game season. We have so many capable outfielders that can play the outfield well defensively. It's like, what's the point of putting him out there at this point? Yeah, I think when you've got Hicks back, you've got whatever Gardner's got left in the tank. Because we don't. it's going to be interesting to see how this longer delay helps him. I think for a lot of guys, I think for like Cole, um, who warmed up nine times in game seven of the World Series through a lot of innings, when you've got Judge who's been, you know, obviously had injury, you've got Hicks, like this extended break has helped them. I'm very curious to see how it impacts Brett Gardner because there's a certain like if you don't use it, you lose it, you know, mentality to this, especially as you get older. That's true, but at the same time, he's a smaller guy relative to other big leaguers, and he's been a clear first-half guy. Like He's had a lot of years where he had a great first 80, first 90 games, and then his body starts to wear down, and he gets tired towards the end of the year, especially with his age. I think he's 37. I think this helps him a lot. Yeah, he'll be 37 in August. So, yeah, I I hope it does. It's going to be an interesting... I don't know. It's not going to be hopefully not a storyline, but it'll be interesting to watch, especially, you know, because we pointed it out. But and then it's also, you know, when you look at our outfield, um, like what what's Clint Frazier been up to? You know, because we've seen a lot of guys hitting. We've we see them in the cages. We haven't necessarily seen a ton of guys shagging fly balls. It's really just been DJ and Glaber that we've seen out there doing any fielding work. I mean, I think Judge has taken some fly balls a little bit just during while he can do something, but it's mainly just been DJ and Glaber that I've seen doing defensive work. I can't tell where geographically Glaber is at any time. Like sometimes, like he'll post, he posted him at Steinbrenner Field taking batting practice and doing the Sammy Sosa hop, like right after that. 
I don't know that that was right then or someone just put it out later because of the 30 for 30. Because then the next day, there's a video in the Dominican Republic, and it's just guys talking shit in Spanish, and I don't know anything they're saying. And I have Did no he idea. have the cornrows in? That'd be a clue, the cornrows, because I think he, he got those done around three weeks ago. I feel so like he changes your, his hair every egg. day. I feel like every day he changes his hair, too. I don't know what's going on with the guy, but I love him. I want to know where his too. dad is. I want to know what his dad's up to. Who knows? He is a guy that's always is always up to something. Yeah, he I, he seems like a guy that can't just sit still and and do nothing. Whereas DJ just sits there and stares at a wall. That ain't Glaber. Yeah, and yeah, Glaber is. I mean, he's young, handsome, and he's the shortstop for the New York Yankees. It's Not a, a good, bad life. Yeah, it's things could be worse. Um, and it is wild to think about that he's 23. I mean, everybody makes that joke that have how young he is, but it really is, really is living the dream, man. 23 years old, doing what he's doing. Dude, I could not handle any of that responsibility at all. Like I look back at it, like I was, I was a, re- I was a really good high school baseball player. Like I, I, I can confidently say that. And like I got scouted. I talked to scouts. I went to showcase and all this stuff. And you know. In your town, in your neighborhood, like, you're the fucking man. But that, and, like, there's even a responsibility when you're, you know, 17 and just really good at baseball. Like, imagine just being fucking six years later. Like, I just look at myself at 23 to be the shortstop for the Yankees. Just didn't, forget the physical, mentally just didn't have that in me. And that's one of the things that they rave about when they talk about Glaber. Cashman's talked about it. Boone's talked about it. His mental makeup, how he can slow down any moment and just kind of handle things as they come. And that's why they promoted him so quickly, and that's why he's doing what he's doing. I mean, and we've seen, uh, we've seen Clint struggle, and you know, that, that's part of it is what, you know, what do you have inside you or how do you want to approach it? So it's, uh, yeah, it's interesting. And, and I, it's very I, interesting because Clint grew up in America. Clint grew up in, I think, Georgia. And yeah. you think he'd be a little bit more acclimated to things, whereas Glaber comes from Venezuela. So it's a great point you made about Clint. I would think it'd be the opposite. Yeah, I, well, I don't know. So I, my understanding is I think Clint came from, like, you know, a pretty working class family. Uh, you know, you know, upper middle class, something like that. Uh, and... I don't think so. I don't think it's like Clint's not a bad guy. I just think he has a way he wants to approach things. And to a certain extent, I think you get told and it's not just Clint. It's, you know, anyone in that position. You you have a lot of people to tell you how great you are your entire life. Um, you know, and then it actually happens. Like when I was from when I was 12 till I was 18, I was told I was going to be a major league baseball player and I was not. And then. But you look at it at the same time, you know, in the same time frame, a guy gets drafted fifth overall. I was just going to say that. Not a lot of people, like, and in that time frame, like, not a lot of people said no to me about things. No one, people didn't tell me I was wrong. Um, and, but when you look at Glaber in, you know, growing up in Venezuela, and maybe I'm making some generalizations here, but I don't know that he had, like, the best upbringing, the be- you know, that same luxury. So you're kind of like you're out there and you're grinding for your family. Yeah, and you have the whole nature versus nurture debate, which is for another podcast, another time. But yeah, it is interesting to compare the two and, and the different backgrounds because they are around the same age. And Clint's basically, he's kind of the typical American kid, American 25-year-old kid, it seems like. Yeah, who became a millionaire at 18. <laughs> yeah. 
You know, it's the same as like if he was just really good at Twitch or video games or whatever. Um, so th- that's the news that we have in terms of health. So everyone, in theory, should be healthy, ready to go, aside from Seve, uh, in some way to contribute. Um, and it looks like on July 23rd, which would be a Thursday night, in prime time, the New York Yankees would open up in Washington, D.C., as Nicholas Kirby predicted, Scherzer versus Cole for opening night in primetime, which will be, I don't know, I, I like to think to a certain extent, the only thing, if the Nationals didn't win the World Series, I think it would be better the other way, where it was at home, just to, to see the pinstripes. I'm just talking in terms of seeing the pinstripes in terms of marketing for a national level. But I think it's going to be a highly rated event. Yeah, it was the perfect way to go. Nationals are the champs. They get the right to host. Totally fair. And I mean, Scherzer versus Cole, that is the best opening night matchup you can ask for. This was the only logical matchup. You weren't going to put the Red Sox in there against the Nationals. You weren't going to put the Mets in there against the Nationals. You're going to have the New York Yankees. You're going to have Garrett Cole making his debut. It's going to be awesome. The elites play on prime time Thursday night, and then the common folk will play on Friday during the day. And I think it's you know, it's you've got Scherzer, who's a psychopath, and you've got Cole, who I mean, we haven't really seen. Uh, it, it's tough because he hasn't been in front of us for months, but um, you know, coming out of that game seven, like he was pissed. Like you got to remember that press conference. He was unhappy with the way he was used. These are the guys who took the World Series away from him that he thinks he could have gone in there and he could have won, uh, and. To a certain extent, like if he, let's say he wins the World Series, that may change free agency because it's like, hey, I already won. I can go home. I go to New York. Always kind of wanted to go to New York. If I sign with the Angels, I'm never going to win a World Series. I've won a World Series. Now I can try to chase one at home with Mike Trout. I think plays a, it, it plays a little bit. I'm not saying the Yankees lose him, but I'm saying it, it, it's an added thing. It's different if you just won a World Series. I agree that there's a personal vendetta for him against Washington being that he lost to them in the World Series. But I think no matter what happened, I mean, he had that Boris cap ready at his locker either way. I think he was going to be a Yankee regardless. The Yankees wanted him too badly. It was a perfect match. I I think he would have been a Yankee regardless, but I see what you're saying. I think the Boris cap was there, but if it goes the other way... The Boris cap never comes out because he's got the world champions hat on. And he's spraying champagne and nobody knows. No one knows. No one thinks about it. Yeah. But when you saw that, you know he wasn't re-signing in Houston. Everybody Uh, knew that. Oh, well, I I don't think anyone thought he was re-signing in Houston. I don't think Houston was in a position to offer him what it would take. But I think when we hear about how the Dodgers were interested, the Angels were interested, they were throwing around some money. If you have the World Series already, it makes it a little different. And I don't know how it plays when you're – I'm trying to think of examples of guys. Like if Gardner never wins another one, not that he's anywhere near the level of a Cole or what Cole's career will be, but like won a World Series early and then was around for another 12 years. It does come into play, and there, other than Garrett Cole, there's one other free agent that I fantasized about and dreamed about, and that was Cliff Lee. And if you remember going into his free agency, he was in the World Series, and they lost to the Giants when he was pitching for the Rangers. And I was like, perfect. Now he's going to want his ring. We're all signed up yeah. to get him. 
Obviously, he goes to the Phillies, but I remember thinking that exact same thought process that you had back when I was a senior in high school going after Cliff Lee. Do you know Neil Keefe? Yes. Okay. The name, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I got to get you and him together just talk about Cliff Lee. The two of you, you're the two biggest, like, what if Cliff Lee guys. Uh, I think he, about it all the time, man. You think about it all the time. You bring it up often. He blogs about it, like, a couple times a year. Just like He's the guy you sat next to at game one, right? I think yes, you were telling yeah, me about neg- him when we were on the way up Neil. There. Negative Neil. He's my guy. I love Neil. Very negative. More negative than me. Um, he's negative about the team. I'm negative about the prospects of the season, but not for the first half of this podcast because we're playing 60 games and the playoffs. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I'm excited to see what that's like, what that atmosphere is. But, again, it's like there's a thing when I, I keep thinking of opening night, those two guys, the flash bulbs and all this shit. There's going to be no one there. I keep forgetting that. It's weird. It's going to be weird, but it's still going to be so exciting. I mean, we're going to be sitting around on Thursday all day waiting for prime time, 8 o'clock, whenever that game Might starts. Might take Friday off. Oh, I'm already about to put that in. We're getting – so I'm actually getting a Juneteenth floating holiday that I'm going to use that They're day. giving you an after the yeah, fact Yeah, isn't, isn't that cool? Yeah. I thought my company was going to. I just think it was like too rushed. Like I said on – because it was a Friday this year. I was like, yeah, this is probably the last June 19th like any of us ever work on a team call. Um, Absolutely. I, I said that like, you know, in like the open, like say whatever thing. I was like, hey, guys, this is probably our last, you know, whatever. And then someone was like, you know what? Everyone, watch sign off early for Juneteenth. So um, I'll take it. I did some reading. I didn't just take it. I did some reading. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's going to be weird. It's good. The idea of all the sites and sounds that we're going to see and hear and not see and not hear is going to be very interesting over the next couple weeks. And it'll take a few games to get used to it. It's not going to be like we wake up Saturday and we're like, okay, th- this is normal now. It's going to take a while to get used to it. But I think by September, by the time the playoffs are starting to gear up, we'll be used to it. It's also going to be weird that like, they're going to show up on Friday. And then normally like within a week, they'd be playing games. Like, spring training doesn't go on too long before they start games. And now it's still very up in the air. Like, they might play the Mets. I could see each team doing, like, a, I, they should just do a split squad same day. Let half the guys go one place, half the other. And then um, I, Cashman said it would be good for game day operations, which I think would make sense. Like a dress rehearsal. Yeah, just, you know, hey, we got to go through this whole process. Let's do it. Well, this is going to be the first week of spring training for three weeks, essentially. Guys yes. playing catch, shagging balls, taking BP. That's all it's going to be. Yeah, it's just a three-week like retreat workout. Like You've got three weeks to get in as close to like game shape as you can. Um, and I'm tr- you know, obviously, they're going to have the pitchers throwing and you know, probably a lot of these young guys on the 60-man. Like, there's got to be a handful of guys who are on that. Because I think the idea is you can have – once you take someone off the 60-man, they can't come back on. I wouldn't be surprised if there were four guys on the tail end of the 60-man that's like you're not even getting close to opening day. You're here to burn out your arm in spring training throwing a lot of fucking pitches. We need bodies. That's exactly what's going to be. I was a little disappointed that Jason Dominguez wasn't on that list. 
I know I, he's never he even, even played a minor league has game. Has he ever even been, been in America? Nah, I don't. I have no idea where he yeah. is. But it would have been cool just to see him working out selfishly. I can't believe Tebow didn't make the Mets. Well, they have no tickets to sell, so I guess it doesn't matter. That's true. I mean, it would help ratings. It would help, you know, advertising or whatever. But to not even have him on this, I, and who knows? Maybe it's him. Maybe he's like, because I feel like everyone else just gets, hey, here's when it's starting. And him, it's like, hey, Tim, you know, what are you thinking? And he's like, I don't know. Like, I don't need to wear a mask because the Lord or whatever. I was going to say, he probably thinks God can protect him from the virus. Yeah. So, I mean,. Yeah, I was hoping that like we somehow backdoored our way in this fucked up season to get a Tebow. But like you got to think the Tebow experiment's over. I-, I can't believe he's still doing it because it's-, it's been three years, I think. Four. This is year four? Yeah, he's a career ah. 220 hitter. The best part of spring training every year is when he has that 30-second at bat against Max Scherzer and he strikes him out on three pitches in, in under 20 seconds. <laughs> I always enjoy that. Tim's just like, what just happened here? <laughs> yeah, slider at his feet that he swings at. Um, we don't have the rest of the schedule, though. We know opening night in D.C., but that's all we know so far. And obviously, you know, I would assume we then have Friday off and then Saturday, Sunday. I, w- I don't know. Do you, do you think they could play four in a row? I don't think we have time for these these normal off days that we get after opening day. If we're supposed to play the Nationals four times, they might just bang them out all four in a row. Oh, is that what it is? We're playing them four times? Well, we play some of the NLE's teams three times, some of them four times, and the Mets six times. So I think we play the Mets six times and then of the other two. So, yeah, then in yeah. that case, I, I maybe they'll do the four in a row. Yeah, they, they, they might probably should. But you never know for the theatrics and for TV and like nationally televised games and, and shit like that how they're going to – because I don't know how the contracts work. They may owe nationally televised games and like how many nationally televised games can you have going on at the same time where it's like, all right, you, give, you got the Yankees on, fri- on Thursday night. On Friday, you've got you know, some other you – know, the Dodgers, the Giants, whatever it may be. My hope is that we go from D.C. to, like, Atlanta or to, oh, to Miami. Oh, back to back. Do and just, back to Yeah, because like I said last week, like, let's get our toe in the water. We're going to be missing. Like, let's catch up on our timing in games that if we lose, it's a half a game, not a full game. So on the bright side, it's nice that we get to start out with a National League team like the Nationals. On the bad side, we're guaranteed to get Scherzer, Strasburg, and Corbin one, two, three, right off the bat, where if we were playing them in the middle of the season, maybe we'd miss one of those guys. Yeah. But I still enjoy the fact that we don't have to start with an ALA's team. Yeah, I mean, I maybe would've, I would have started Red Sox because they're going to be trash. They are. It's going to be fun without Mookie, man. I, I'm so excited to see that lineup card without bets in it. No bets, no sale. And we always bombed on price anyway, but no price hurts them against other teams. I'm not that doesn't concern me against us, but that will weaken them against other competition, not having price. Yeah. Yeah, price being out of there. That's gonna be interesting. I guess their ace is a Valdi. <laughs> yeah, I think it is. Gave him ninety million dollars. I think like that's exactly what their situation is. And then Eduardo Rodriguez is the two. I mean, they are gonna be so beatable. The Rays should finish ahead of them pretty comfortably i would think yeah i just don't like it's kind of it's the perfect season to do it yeah and it's tough to project over 60 like over 162 i could confidently say the rays will finish six games ahead of boston but over 60 nobody fucking knows 
yeah, I mean, it's going to be it's going to be weird to see what they end up with. Um because they're just there's like there's nothing there there's just nothing that I can even think of of like what do we want to like who am I afraid of? Nobody really in in our in our little league, the East League. So, Braves are good. Yeah, I mean the Braves are good. You I mean when you're the Yankees, you're going to get everyone's, you know, everyone's best. Yeah, um, we have no excuses. We shouldn't be scared of anybody at this point. And so as we're kind of, you know, talking about the season, that's 100% going to happen. Yes. 60 games, playoffs. Um on the 1st, so I guess the day this comes out, you have a um there's a like big per projections then coming out right yep so i put that together along with jeff steven uh tiana and joe randazzo so it's outfield infield starters bullpen and bench so that'll be coming out yeah today on the first put a lot of work into it i think rich is gonna do like one per day so the outfield then the infield so yeah it'll be over a five-day stretch but you know we wanted to kick off kick off spring training 2.0 with a nice preview article and everybody has sent me their 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 paragraphs and they're awesome they look really good so we're excited about it that's great i'm excited um so do you think that we've covered everything that the baseball season's gonna happen uh let me look at this yeah we can get into we, we can get debating if you want so i'm gonna do a quick ad read there's no shortage of action going on at our exclusive partners, BetOnline.ag. Sports are slowly making their way back, and BetOnline is leading the way with the best odds and lines for all UFC, NASCAR, boxing, and soccer matches. And even if you need a little bit more, they have simulated NFL, NBA, and UFC simulations every day live on their website. Looking for something other than sports? BetOnline has hundreds of casino games poker tournaments and prop bets to check out visit betonline.ag and use promo code bluewire for a free welcome bonus that's one word bluewire bet online your online wagering experts you know you're not supposed to like criticize your advertisers bill burr has lost a ton for this but i hate the wording of the they have simulated nfl nba and ufc simulations it's the department of redundancy department it's an awkward read for yeah sure. yeah so Bet online. Go bet responsibly. Do it, you know, safe and responsibly. And whatever you're supposed to do, don't put your whole uh, house on the line. Speaking of <laughs> houses on the line, I announced that I bought a house last week at the end of the show, and then the scumbag realtor on the other side terminated the contract because he kept showing it and got more offers. And I told him to go fuck himself because I wasn't going to get played like a fiddle. So if you work in real estate, I just want you to know that I hate you. You're talentless. You just put things on the internet and dress up houses. You should have tried harder in school, especially if you do rental real estate in New York City. You are the fucking worst. You told me about that. I was disappointed, man. I was daydreaming about going over to your place for movie theater games and swimming pool action. It's all I, gone now. I mean, I'm uh, one. I'm not buying a house without a pool. That is impossible, and nothing. There's no. There's no filter to, like, let me get rid of the above-ground pools. So I hate, like, I'm going through, I'm like, oh, this house is great, this house is great. then, boom, above-ground pool. And I'm like, well, you're in the trash. I can't promise that I'll have a theater, like a formal theater, but, like, I'm going to have a sick house. Um, all right, so for the second half of the show, we're going to – we had a great first half of the show. I think that was a great first half. 
And I loved living in your imagination. It was great. That was yeah. a great 30 minutes. Now we are going to come to reality. Welcome to reality, Nicholas. There is no way in the world that we play 60 games and the fucking playoffs. Watch the news one time. I don't care what fake media, real media, whatever the fuck you are politically. Cases are spiking. And I just, I don't, no one has shown me any kind of data that says this is going to happen other than there's a lot of a lot of willpower and the boys love baseball. And the, and the country needs it as I do the quotation yes. marks. I've thought all morning all day, how am I going to how am I going to argue with you? You got the facts, you got the statistics, and I thought back to last year's trade deadline. And I thought back to everybody, how everybody and their mother knew the Yankees needed a starting pitcher, and we probably weren't going to win the World Series without one. Trade deadline came and went, everybody was disappointed, and you were the guy that was still riding and said, "I rock with my guys. We don't need anybody. The 25 guys wearing pinstripes, that's who I rock with. We're going to go win a World Those Series." Those are my guys. And I am staying on that same positive tune for the fact that there will be a season. Everybody else, you can show me a chart. You can show me statistics. You can show me whatever you want to show me. I am operating as if there will be a baseball season until there isn't one. And that's just how I'm going to rock. Dude, I love it. I told you. I, was, I talked to Scott and Andrew yesterday. Um, we had a meeting about, uh, about some stuff. And I forget how it came up, but I was just like – I was just telling them how much I love you. I was like, I love doing this podcast with Nick because there is – one, like you're, you're prepared, you, you know your shit, but there is nothing that you want more than this baseball season. And it's great because I want this baseball season. Well, I don't know that I want this baseball season. There are other baseball seasons I'd prefer, but I'll take this one. I just don't think that based on the medical stuff we're seeing, it, it's going to be able to happen. Now, I've, I did, you know, some of my bullshit reporter stuff. I reached out to some people and I've heard... Um, as high as assistant GMs say, this season is happening. We It has to happen because the teams, once we get started, the teams need the playoff money. Like once we open it up, because like there are, there's money being spent to get things in place for this spring training 2.0. And like Camping World, I don't know what that sponsorship is, but like it can't be huge because I've only seen it like one. Like they're not even they're not like jamming it down your throat. Because I even jokingly tweeted like this sponsorship should have gotten us you know like three more games. But there's money going out that really doesn't come back until the playoffs. I was going to say that money spent at that point, right? They need it. Yeah. They need the playoffs to justify it. Yes. So I had put out a poll earlier today, and now I got to pull it up where I asked. Um, what people thought it would be. How much baseball are we going to get? So 19% of people said we would get between 30 and 60 games. 19.8% um, of people said that the math doesn't even add up to 100 on this. Uh, says we'll get less than 30 games. 29% of people say we're getting all 60 games in the playoffs. 32.3% say the season's not even going to start. So a vast majority of people do not think that we're going to get a full season, the full thing in. 
I want to throw out because I know if I ask you what's your percent, you're a hundred percent. We're getting all of this right. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna throw out a couple scenarios, and I want you to tell me which is your best, like which is best, worst. Let's power rank this. Okay, okay. all right. And hopefully we'll get uh, Twitchy to clip this, and we'll, we'll make this a clip. So I'm gonna speak kind of fast so that we get it in the the time frame we need. But here's the scenarios. Scenario one: We play. 60 games, and the playoffs do not happen for some reason, whether it be COVID, player strike, something like that. We get through the regular season. Scenario two, we get about halfway into the season, and it stops COVID, okay? Scenario three, which I probably should have started with, we get into the playoffs. The playoffs have now started. And there's just a massive shutdown. Because we don't know if they're doing neutral site. We don't know any of that yet. Scenario four. We don't. We get one week of baseball. We will get one week of games. And then whatever's happening in the country. They have to stop. The last one. Spring. It just in spring training. It doesn't happen. So you've got five scenarios going from. I'll kind of. I'll change up the order. It stops in the playoffs. It stops at the playoffs. We get about half. We get a week. We don't get out of spring training. What's your preference? I'll take the 60 games, no playoffs. So, but give me all, in terms of your pain, where you're just like, ah, like does getting a week, does that hurt more or less or? Oh, the worst one by far would be ALCS game four. This shuts down during the playoffs is by far the worst for me that I I would never be able to recover from that. But if we play the 60 and we finished in first or we finished in second, I could be like, you know what? We had the best team. Playoffs didn't work out, whatever it is. I still got to enjoy 60 games, maybe watch a few with my buddies. Maybe we go to the bar for one of them. I could still get some enjoyment out of that. But if this has to stop at any point once the playoffs start, that would absolutely kill me. And I would think a lot of people would agree with me. Yeah. What if we get – what if it just like – what if it gets shut down in like spring training? Emotionally, like how are you? You know what? That I think wouldn't be the, that wouldn't be that bad because I'm already kind of living in that. We've already I've already seen spring training get shut down, and it was way worse. We were ready to go to Baltimore. We were ready to have a 162 game season. I don't think that would be that bad, and I can at least tell myself, all right, we're gearing up for 21. Nobody got hurt. We'll be good to go in 21. But if we, oh man, like if we're up, I'm just thinking like we're up 2-1 in the ALCS, and we're about to host Houston game four or something and then it shuts down I, I man like just emotionally especially if we're if the playoffs are going well and we've we feel like we're exercising our houston demons and we're really about to get there i, I that would be by far the worst man yeah it's uh so you you mentioned houston and i think there's like an assumption that we are going to get to the alcs and end up with houston again because regardless of whatever penalties they had they're going to be a playoff team Still a great squad. Yeah. This 60-game schedule is different. I mean, we're, you've got less travel. You've got a lot more going on in the world. You've got um, – you're playing different teams, different amount of games. The interleague, there's a DH. There's always a DH, which is kind of weird. I am curious to see if – because it's just, to me, so many things have to go right. Like, you have to thread a needle through, like, seven needles 
for this season to happen. Just to even get to the regular season. is I'd be curious if we get to the regular season and it stops. Who's the 94 Expos? Who's the team that was like, hey, why not us? Young talent. But because of the economics of all this, because if it doesn't get all the way through the playoffs, the economics of the game will definitely change in the fact that there are teams that will not bring in the revenue that they need to pay out the contracts that they've signed. When you look at like Hosmer and Machado out in San Diego with no games for a year, like, you know, no playoff revenue, do you have to start thinking about shopping some guys? You know, when you've got the young talent of the White Sox, how much can they financially take before it's like, well, we got to sell some, we got to trade Pedro. Yeah, and I think somebody in our group chat today said the Blue Jays, and that would make perfect sense to me. Uh, they got Bichette, they got Little Biggio, they got Little Guerrero, they just signed uh, Hinjin Ru for the rotation. You could see them having a solid, a solid 60 games. They're another Canadian team, just like the Expos were. Could see that. I could also see the Angels if if Trout and Rendon come out mashing and and you know maybe their pitching holds up a little bit. Could they be that team that was like, oh, maybe this would have been Trout's chance? Yeah. People could kind of talk about that over 60 games. So those were the first two teams to come to mind for me. But we've talked about how look if these small market teams are having trouble with their stars. Steinbrenner's just sitting right there. Hey, we'll take him off your hands. Yeah, I mean, I, I think the trade deadline could be there. There would be if we get to a trade deadline, which we won't. Uh, there would be more teams in play, but it becomes a little more like this could be a golden opportunity to get rid of some guys. Because I even heard the more someone from the Marlins said like, "Well, why not us?" And it's like, "Well, because you're not good at baseball, yeah, and that's suck. how we're still going to measure this." You know, it's not like, oh, you guys are a team that's like two years away, like the White Sox. Like you guys are just bad. Right. The 60 games affects it, but it's still the same three teams that have the best odds. And that's us, Houston and L.A. It doesn't change the odds, really, of of who's going to win. I was looking at the Vegas odds for the World Series, and they're about the same as they would have been over 162 you still have the teams that are favorites so it, it changes it a little bit but look the, the I think the worst stretch that we had over 60 games last season was like 37 and 23 our worst 60 game stretch so it's almost impossible to envision a scenario where we somehow slip out of the playoffs like the main teams I think are still going to be probably in the playoffs I don't know how you feel about it so here's another reason why so there are three ways in which the baseball season doesn't happen um, one of them is that it becomes just like an invalid season because um, you're going to end up at a certain point with a team that's got six, eight guys that are on the, the IL, which we'll talk about how they have to disclose that or not disclose that, but there are just not like, you have eight guys who are asymptomatic, are like, if this wasn't a thing we all knew about, I would just be out there playing. If I didn't have to get tested every two days because I, you know, just had to get tested, I would be out there playing. And, you know, of those eight players, Aaron Judge, Gary Sanchez, Garrett Cole, and Tanaka are in that mix. You know... And it becomes that, you know, for other teams, at a certain point, it becomes, you know, the integrity of the season is undermined. You're right. But think about this. Aaron Judge wakes up game three of the World Series that morning. He tests positive. 
are you 100% sure that Cashman and Boone are going to report it and be 100% honest? Because I'm not. Well, it's not Cashman and Boone who get to do it. It's an independent third party. Okay, we'll, we'll see. But I just think that there is a chance that teams could. Look, the Yankees are more powerful than any third party whoever. And, I, and look, MLB, MLB was able to cover up the Houston thing for, for years, two, three years. You don't think a team could cover up a test or two? Let's, let's think about it. I mean, you're talking it's a playoffs. I'm talking it's, you know, week, it's opening day. I mean, you got to keep in mind, we get, if you get a week and a half into spring training and someone tests positive, you just lost them for opening day. You did, but there's also there's also sixty guys, man. Ten, if ten, even if ten, fifteen guys have to have to bounce for two weeks, you still have forty, fifty guys that can play. I mean, that's the whole idea behind the sixty guy player pool. That's not the same team, though. It's, it's not. But look, it's, you got to battle. If anybody's ready for this, it's us. We've had the most IL stints, man. We should be ready for this. We got the most depth of anybody. I'm sa- I, I think we have the most depth. So the other two situations would be that one, there's a restriction, like there's a restriction of travel in the U.S. Like if it's just like you get, you know, we're shutting down planes, uh, and the other is just like it's just so bad that you know in the country that doing this is you know not, not good. Um, I guess a fourth would be enough players just go like, yo, I'm out. That's the only way because I don't think Manfred – I don't think he could get to any point in the country where Manfred's like, oh, we're not, we're not doing this anymore. Like you said, they want the playoff money. Why did they stop it before? Every other sport was stopping. But even like you said, once they start, they're going to want that playoff money. I don't see Manfred shutting it down mid-season because of what's going on in the country. So what if – okay. So the NBA is going to start and they're going to be in a bubble, which keeps out the, you know, the virus – but also, when the virus gets in, it keeps it in. What if they have to shut down? I was thinking about the NBA. They're in a bubble that's in the middle of a cesspool because Florida's had more cases than Europe combined. Yes. So I don't know if they're a good direct comparison for us because we're playing in a bunch of different ballparks, more spread out, and we're not in the middle of – they are in the middle of the storm, the eye of the storm. I think it's the, uh, the Diamondbacks play like – 36 games in like two of the worst states to like do it with California and Arizona. Just like, oh, 36 of their games or something. Right. Or, or yeah, like, no, it's like bad. It's like 48. Some like ridiculous number is, you know, not good. Listen, I want it to happen. I want them to be able to get through it. I'd like to have something to watch on TV. I'd like to have something else to talk about. I'd like the fighting, you know, in the country to end. Yeah, it'd be nice. I just don't think it's going to happen. And we're starting to get players. That are opting out. So Ryan Zimmerman has opted out. And I have seen that it's, he's got like someone at home who's at risk. Uh, I've also seen, and it might be the same. He's got a three-week-old. And at this point in his career, when it was like, am I going to retire anyway? It just becomes like, you know, not worth it for him. So I understand that. I respect that. Um, Mike Leak. A lot of people are like, who gives a fuck about Mike Leak? Mike Leake was with the Diamondbacks, maybe saw that information, decided I'm not going to play either. He is due to make $5.5 million from just playing this season. He has a $5 million buyout of an $18.5 million option for next year, which they're not going to pick up. So he's still getting like $5 million anyway. Uh, When it comes to 
playing, you know, getting that as like Arizona versus the five and a half million he'd make playing all those games in California and paying California tax. He actually ends up making out like up money. The buyout situation makes it a no brainer for him. And then Ian Desmond said that he wants to, he's got four kids. He wants to coach little league, take an active role with racial injustice, do some things uh, socially. So his really made sense as well. He's got four kids. Yeah, he's got four kids and a fifth on the way. It's like, Jesus Christ. That's what it was, Dan. Yeah, Jesus Christ, Ian. Just fucking do it for fun one time. <laughs> yeah, he wants to give back. He's from Sarasota. Dickie V lives down there. Um, so he wants to, you know, do that. The WNBA will be in the next town in Bradenton. Maybe he'll, you know, pop up at a game there. But, yeah, I mean, I get that. Um, I think because Ian Desmond, is, is he half black? Yes. So... It's a, you know, tremendous opportunity if you're, you know, you're playing on the Rockies. What the fuck are you playing for? You're where you are in your career. You got a pregnant wife. You got these four kids. You're not generating the money that makes it sense to be on the road. You got a lot of shit at risk. Like, yeah, you just sit it out. I don't know where he is in his career, um, you know, that he'll get, like, he'll get another shot. You know, his career is not over. Um, But, you know, he posted, it wasn't just, hey, I'm not going to play. He mixed in. The talk about, you know, racism, you know, he, he'll be 35 for next season. There's, at a minimum, a uh, an invite to spring training. You hit a negative 1.8 war last year. Yikes. Yeah, these are marginal. These are marginal level players that are talking about sitting out. You're not seeing anybody close to an all-star level that, that's going to sit out the season. I saw Anthony Rizzo is going to play as of now, but reserves the right to back out. He beat and what's cancer. his what's he, his situation? He again? beat cancer, right? I, I think it was like that. testicular cancer. Yeah. I don't know. Let me let me look it up. Anthony, that's Rizzo, a big deal cancer. for the Cubs. He's like their second or third best player. Yeah, I mean, and he's he had Hodgkin's lymphoma. Um, so you know that's an interesting thing. And then there are the the players who we just don't know about that have pre existing conditions. And I think over. You know, as we've seen, I think we've seen four players in total. So we've got like something Ross on the Nationals isn't playing either. We may see a couple more. You may see people during spring training, you know, uh, not go. But we're not seeing the amount of people as we're seeing in the NBA. I think part of that is because there aren't the restrictions of the bubble that the NBA is seeing as well. And, um, you know, Ian Desmond sitting out. Um, is Ian Desmond sitting out is creating an opportunity that Matt Kemp <laughs> got signed by the Rockies today. Yeah, no, he's back. When I saw, and let me know what you think about this. We just talked about the whole World Series ring mindset thing. Two nationals that are going to sit out, right? They just won World Series rings. Do you think part of it was like, eh, I got my ring? Yeah, I think definitely plays a role. No, me too. I, that's the first thing I thought. I was like, this isn't a coincidence that there's four guys and, and two of them are on the defending champs. Yeah, no, I mean, it, uh, yeah, it 100% is. Uh, and Rizzo, look, Rizzo's going to give it a shot because he has a chance to win a championship and the Cubs are pretty good. And Ian Desmond, I know he's doing it for the right reasons. The Rockies don't. They have no chance. So it plays a big part, I think, what team you're on. Yeah, I think that that definitely plays a role. But at the same time, I mean, I think we run into uh, every year. I, you even you see it in football more, especially because now we're in like the sprint of like who's sitting there, guys, week seventeen. 
to rest him for the playoffs, and who's that going to fuck about getting in the playoffs? So it'll be interesting, like I said, see what happens. You've got guys like Trout. You've got guys like Cole. I think, you know, the spring training being at home, Cole's due to have a kid like any minute. Now, Cole might have had the kid and, you know, and just didn't talk about it. Um, An interesting note with kind of all of this is how it'll be treated because in the collective bargaining agreement, there is a stipulation that the league, the team is allowed to disclose medical information at a certain level because it's uh, like because of HIPAA. So if you look at um, uh, what's the guy on the Orioles who's Trey Mancini. Mancini, yeah. So Trey Mancini went, you know, missing in spring training. We find out a couple weeks later that he's battling cancer. The team didn't disclose that. And, you know, you think it's because of his, you know, it's his life. But in reality, it's that they can't. They're only allowed to disclose work-related injuries. And only at the level of, like, it's a sprained ankle, two to four weeks, no surgery. They could say things like, if you, like as I was learning about this, I was thinking back to all the, the Boone press conferences, which I know are scarred in your mind. Oh, yeah. Of just, like, ah, working his way back. Like you learn that they can only be vague for a certain thing. Now, getting corona is not necessarily a work-related injury. Because you don't know where you got it from. Yes. Um, and I think players, you know, don't have a problem with, you know, maybe there's a question that's asked of like, Hey, is it all right if we say you have flu like symptoms, you know, on a regular situation, whereas with this, it's a bigger thing. It's all over the news. Uh, I saw like Ezekiel Elliott, it came out that he had it and he was like, you know, what the fuck? Like, why are you saying my shit out there? So we're all of a sudden just going to see players out of the lineup and not disclose. It's like if they don't disclose their injury, it's Corona. We all know that, but they can't say it. And it's up to the player if they individually want to disclose it. Yeah. And there'll be that three hour period where stands out of the lineup and it's like, Oh, is it his calf or is it Corona? And everyone will be panicking on Twitter. That'll be fun. Looking forward to that. (laughs) I'm looking forward to your anxiety. attacks. Woo. No, it'll be interesting, man. It's it's going to be interesting with that. And we have so many injuries anyway that it just adds more fuel to the fire, to the Yankees injury fire. Yeah. I just I just don't see. So you don't have any reason that this is going to happen besides the boys like to play baseball. Everyone wants to be a Yankee. America needs it. Those three and also the fact that the large rosters, I think teams can afford to have 20 guys go down and you still, like I said, you still have 35 guys that could step in and play. So I think that might end up saving us. Look, if we could only have 30 dudes on the roster, maybe I'd be singing a different tune. But with 60, I think we'll survive. Yeah. Yeah, I just think that if it gets to like the 60th guy, like the talent drop off is so dramatic. That's, I mean, hey, if we end up being fine with it. So I tweeted out today my idea for how the Yankees win this whole thing. Um, and it's, I think it's a very simple plan. So you get the team together ASAP. They should have been together last weekend. They should have Monday. Months ago. Months ago, man. We knew this wasn't going to happen for a while. They should get together and get someone who has corona or someone who may be contagious all smoke blunts together because the league's not testing for weed and everyone needs a little weed to just relax right now. Uh, then everyone gets Corona. 
We miss two weeks of spring training. That's fine. Come back for a week. Knock the rust off a little bit. The whole team's healthy for opening day and the rest of the season, in theory, although you can get corona a second time, I've learned. So, um, oh, shit. It's not good for me. No, yeah. I learned it because, like, an announcer in the WWE, like, tested positive in March and then just tested positive again. Damn. Yeah, you've been out licking handrails and shit. <laughs> Did you go out this weekend? Uh, no. no. Dad, I went to go pick up food and I drove by, like, all your spots were ready to go. Like, there was, at 11.30, there were people going into Morgan's Pier. I've been taking walks, and, and Kellyanne's and all those Fairmount bars have all the outdoor yeah, all I the went, outdoor seating set up. I went into South Philly-ish. I went to Famous okay. Four Street Deli. Ah, that place is awesome. And so, like, driving through, like, a couple places that, you know, every outdoor place is slammed. People just hanging out, having drinks. Morgan's Pier, like, coming home, Morgan's Pier was... Uh, you know, had a, lo- you know, a line of people going in. Goose Island had all the tables out. My, know, old, my old stomping grounds right before. Doesn't that seem like forever ago we were joking about Goose Island? I was so, I don't like, I mean, I'm not really in a position to feel this way, but I was so disappointed when you went out that weekend. And now I'm just <laughs> like, I don't blame you. Because I was explaining to my wife, like, if I were, if I were your age, if I were just in your situation, I'd be such a dickhead. I'd be so much worse than you are. Because I'd be like, yo, I don't give a fuck. Like, I already got it. I've been in my house for fucking forever. My fiance, look at you with a fiance now, like, goes to a hospital, you know, to work. Like, I'm at, I'm at all the risk I can get. I've already had it. If outdoor dining is open, I'm going to be like, I'm not saying you're breaking into bars, you're coughing on people, but I'd just be like, well, whatever the maximum is that I can do, I'm going to do that. I would 100% do that. I also probably would have been the first person in Philly with COVID when I was 27. Such a fucking asshole. I would have been, I would have had it first and I just partied through it. Yeah, the karma would have got you. I'm in a weird spot because I do have something, like I'm still have a bachelor party that's supposed to happen in August. Like I'm still going to try and do some stuff, but I'm still trying to be smart about it as well. It's, it's, I think everybody's trying to, walk the line between trying to stay sane and stay safe. And I think it's tough for a lot of people. I mean, it's tough for me, if we're being honest. Yeah, I see, like, I'll go by and I see some places where they have outdoor seating. And it's like, oh, that's spaced out. Like, that looks comfortable. Looks like people are having a good time. I mean, even, like, garage here in my neighborhood, like, people, they'll be like, oh, here, there's a couple sitting at a table outside having some drinks. Looks nice. But then there are some things, like, I drove through, like, kind of near you. Like, I was in, like, the Fairmount area or whatever. Okay. Like, north of Spring Garden up, uh, like, 21st, you know. Um, and there is, like, oh, here's a table. Here's, like, a place with tables outside. And there are people sitting there. And then across the street, there's 15 bros who just bought to-go beers just standing across <laughs> the street. Right. No right. masks. And I'm like, oh, God, that's just, like, terrible to walk through. Like yeah, without co- without COVID, it would be a nightmare. But yeah, so it's like you kind of got to like pick your spots. But I, I think you it's, do. I think it's gonna. Uh, unfortunately, I think like with the numbers going up, there'll be more of a shutdown to like mat. You know, try to stop that. Even though deaths aren't necessarily going up for now. Also, how the hell are restaurants going to do outdoor seating starting in November? I mean, what's going to happen there? Oh, I, I mean, I think that's... Everything's gonna, done, right? Yeah, I think, like, we need a vaccine. I could also see, I mean, I don't think it's possible based on, like, time. Like, timelines have moved up to, like, oh, maybe before the end of the year. Um, 
the orange man is definitely pushing for like, <laughs> I need this before November. Yeah. You yeah. Know, I need another four years. That could be, yeah, that could be huge for him. Whether the vaccine comes out. I'll just be, I made it myself. Sure. He'll just say, yeah. he'll go up there and say he made it himself. Greatest vaccine ever. Yeah. Breaking records. So other, some other baseball news. Um, I think the best Corona break has to be around the Chapman. I mean, we've seen him out playing poker, smoking heaters, just boxing in his driveway, throwing pitches. And like now he's just like, ah, I bought a $150,000 Jeep that's lined with Kevlar. He is such a psycho, but he's our psycho, man. There's nobody I'd rather have on the mound in the ninth inning than Aroldis Chapman. Dude, if you grew up poor as fuck in Cuba where you can't do anything and it's just all Volkswagen Beetles everywhere and then you come to America and you win a World Series with the Cubs and you make all this fucking money, yeah, this is exactly what you do. Like, oh, my God. It makes perfect sense. There's no other way this goes. I think, like, he got it. I think Puig. I've seen, like, there's been a bunch of... Cespedes was rolling up in Lamborghinis and helicopters. They all get sick cars. They all end up in, like, shitty places, like, you know, Cincinnati or whatever, where it's just like, let's drive 150 miles an hour. Let's see how this goes. Because, like, it's all windy roads in Cuba. Like, everything he's doing, I love. Chapman marches to the beat of his own drummer, man. He really does. Um, The Mets signed Melky Cabrera. That's, I mean, you might as well give Robinson Cano Corona right now. <laughs> no, nah, they'll be responsible, those two. They're, they're, they're very responsible. Those they follow two, all the rules. Those two, I remember, like, when I was in college and, you know, they were Yankees, I would just hear from people, like, yeah, no, uh, you know, like, people who graduated and, like, moved to Hoboken were like, oh, yeah, I saw, you know, Melky and Robinson Cano out, you know, they were out in Hoboken every night that they could be. And now, you know, if there's more lax laws outside of New York City, you know those two are going out. I don't even know. I don't know their marital situations. They're going out. I want to say they're both single. And I've actually heard from a couple of people, man, everybody must just know this, that those two are very uh, sexually active. If you yeah, will. that's what I'm saying. Like, I tweeted. I was like, oh, this 100% helps the team. And it's not going to end up with both these guys getting fucking corona. Also, Melky can't really play any. I mean, how old is he? He's like, got to be. 32, 33. It seems like forever ago that we had him. That was a lifetime ago when he was a kid. Melky is, in August, he will be 36 years old. Wow. And last year, he, in just under 400 at-bats, hit 280 for the Pirates. 106 hits. Not bad. Still got a little yeah. bit. But again, like when you're, you're you know, 36, use, you don't use it, you lose it. You're right. Curious. Do you remember when he stole that home run from Manny Ramirez? At the old stadium and like climb the wall. Yeah, that was awesome. <laughs> Hi- highlight, highlight him uh, watching Melky there. Yeah, I mean he had a good like it's crazy. I mean he came up at twenty. Yeah, he was supposed to be like he was like a kind of a top prospect guy, and he was our starting center fielder on the 09 championship team. He did he batted nine. Yeah, yeah, he did. A, he did a lot of good, and then you know then we traded him for Javier Vasquez. Awesome. Could never stand him for the second time. Yeah. Cash didn't learn the first time. I don't know. If if a guy pisses down his leg every time he sees the Empire State Building, maybe don't trade for him again. I remember being in high school and seeing, like, we got this guy again? Like, why? He, he already showed he couldn't do it. Yeah. Um, and then really, like, the last baseball thing is, you know, obviously with COVID, um, 
hasn't affected Iowa. Like Iowa never even shut down. And so they have kept construction going, and there are still plans to do the Field of Dreams game. Uh, I think it makes sense because I think it's sponsored by like Geico or whatever that you know you're still going to get that revenue. You still get it's like a cool thing in terms of if they sold like a special broadcast for it or whatever, like you need that money. Obviously, the Yankees aren't going to do it um, because they're not scheduled to play the White Sox, and I don't think we're burning a day for an exhibition game. There's been talk of White Sox Cubs. I think you. I think you just got to go White Sox Reds. You got to go to the 1919 World Series, and just oh, White Sox Reds. I like that. I like that way better than the Chicago on Chicago. Way more historical context. Yeah, I mean, I think that. Yeah, I mean, Chicago, Chicago. It only would maybe mean more because people care about the Cubs, whereas like no one cares about the White Sox anyway on a national level. I'll be curious to see. If they're like, all right, great, so we did that, but like now we're running it back again next year. We need the Yankees out here. That would make sense. We're going to get a game there at some point, 21, 22. It's not like they're going to knock the field down. I don't know what their plans are for the stadium, but I think they were just going to host like tournaments and shit there. You know? Yeah, they'll, they'll find other revenue streams, and I'm sure they'll do like one game a year there. Why not? It would be good. It'd be fun to watch, you know, or even if it becomes like a um, – if you look at a team like the White Sox – who have struggled to sell tickets and stuff like that. You know, there's always a, you know, hey, you can get season tickets. You, know, you can get this if you buy season tickets. There's only 5,000 tickets we have or whatever. Like, it become a draw for them, their annual thing. The same way, like, the Reds traditionally open the season. Like, a weird baseball thing. I think it would be pretty cool. Yeah, it's a good idea there. And when you mentioned the Reds, it would be awesome to see Trevor Bauer start that game, wouldn't it? In the national spotlight, he'd be yeah. promoting it. That'd be real cool. Yeah. I've really enjoyed his content during all this. Yeah, it's uh, one of the few content that's out there. It hasn't been, hasn't been much. He's been hustling, man. He has been. Um, he has been. It would be, be cool if we could get him on the Yankees at some point. We've said it a billion times. We agree on that. On a scheduling note, they usually announce next year's schedule in August. Do you think with everything going on that they will announce the 20, 2021 schedule this August, or do you think that's all out of whack now? Um, I think they announce it because I think you're everyone is you've got to treat it that you know by February we have a vaccine. I think that's just the way. Otherwise, it's like, well, what are we sitting on? You know, we're sitting around to put out a thing that doesn't really the schedule doesn't really matter until the games start anyway, like. Give it to people. Let people start to plan. Like, it'll be good for morale. There's no, like, if let's say there isn't a vaccine by then, we're like, you know, where we ha don't have this herd immunity. Um, I don't think everyone's going to be like, I can't believe they put this out and got my hopes up. You know, because it, it would have not happened because of something outside of the league's control. It's good publicity now, and you can worry about it later, basically. Exactly. So... I think that's all we got. I mean, by next week, we'll know if uh, – I think this is a week-to-week. -week, like, what – are we going to be actually – are we going to be talking actual baseball next week? Because if chance, we start – here's what I'll tell you. If we start spring training, I will try to be like the first half of this show. And just like, hey, we're in it. Let's talk about it as if it's going until things get, like, really bad. 
But even, I mean, I, I would have to listen back because it's been so long. Like the podcast we did right before spring training when we were supposed to go, COVID was out there, but we weren't, I don't think we were worried about it. We were giggling about it. Dude. Yeah. We weren't even, <laughs> we was, weren't concerned at all. It was just the flu. Do you think, you know, we always talk about like Jordan's flu game or there are, um, there have been other times where you're just talking about athletes who are like, yeah, he had the flu. You know, or he's, you know, flu-like symptoms, but he's going out there. Do you think, like, they stop allowing players to do that? Until there's a vaccine, I do. Yeah. Well, no, I just, year. I just mean, like, in general. Because a big thing – so, I mean, unfortunately, this became a political thing to a certain extent. Uh, there were people who believed that – like, and for different reasons. You know, you don't know how, how people's families are or, you know, what, you know, grandma's got or whatever. But there are some people who have been more conservative about this. Uh, I, as having a, a baby, I have been. Uh, th- and there are people who are, are like the world's falling, you know, sky's falling. So that's why they're doing it. And then there are also people that are like, you know... My body, my choice. I'm not wearing a mask. This is the liberal media trying to hold me down. They'll make me a Muslim in two years. Or, you know, like whatever memes my dad shares on Facebook. Yeah. Um, and, you know, with the – but part of that argument was like, well, you know how many people the flu kills every year? And, like, people were throwing that number out. And I was just like, wow, we're pretty accepting of the flu killing, like, 60,000 people. I wonder how this changes, like – just like, yeah, if you're sick, you can't, you can't do it, you know? You can't go to school, you can't play. It's either you can't do it or, like I said earlier, you don't say anything. And yeah, nobody knows that Aaron Judge has flu-like symptoms except Aaron Judge and Cashman. And you. You'll be like, I know it. I could see it. He's pushing yeah, I'll, it I'll sense it telepathically. He's pushing through for us because Babe Ruth was a Yankee. So everyone wants <laughs> and to Cole had the sign. Yeah, and Cole had a sign in 2001, so we're set. Um, Nick, I love you, man. One of the things that I, I've said that out of all this, like I was excited to hang out with you a lot more this season, and like now I just don't get to see you. Even though like we live it like we were supposed to be hanging out every Tuesday and then weekends, and you were gonna be my young friend that I'd be like, oh, well, you know, I'm gonna just go get some drinks with Nick. Go out on a Friday night, yeah, man. We had a lot, and it sucks because we had so many ideas planned for in person, and I mean, we talked about Baltimore every day. Yeah. On the record, off the record. We were talking about that every day. I was excited too, man. It's yeah. been it's been brutal. Well, hopefully it works out. Hopefully we get some baseball. Uh, you can follow Nick on Twitter. At NKirbyNYY. You can follow me at JJ from the Bronx. You can follow the show at George's Box Pod. Um, hey, we're hoping for baseball. We're hoping for something to talk about. I want to... It's going to be tough without like game, you know, games to go off of, but I don't know. Just show me a slider. You know, let me see a pitch move. Let me see an auto slider break, and I'll feel good. Uh, but we're, if we play 60 games, we play a playoffs, we're going to win that shit, and the city won't allow it, but I'll have to organize it, and I'll see you at the parade. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. 
From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.